0: He says he doesn't think he could have done this date with anybody else, and they make out.
1: I think he could have done that date with a lot of other people.
0: (laughs) Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today?
1: Good. I'm feeling... uh, A lot of fun happening over there.
0: (laughs) I am having fun today with my outfit. And we have to add fun to the situation because I think we can all agree last night's episode of The Bachelor was not so fun. Not a lot of fun. Not a lot of fun. Not a word I would use to describe. No, no. In fact, not to turn anyone off further from watching this season, but after last night's episode wrapped, you declared that it might have been the worst episode of this entire franchise (laughs) you've ever seen in your life. (laughs)
1: Last night may have been (laughs) the worst episode of The Bachelor.
0: We were not fans. Uh, I don't want to be those recappers. I do not want to be negative Nancys. I don't.
1: I want it to be good. I I pray for it to be good. I really cheer it on. I say, you can do it, guys. Mm -hmm. You can make this good.
0: Yeah. But here we are. Shall we get recapping?
1: Mm -hmm. Let's do it. (laughs) All
0: right. Let's do it. So episode three kicks off with a lot of residual tension from episode two. We left off with Clayton asking Jesse Palmer if he could ever retract a rose. and <laughs> He had
1: to go <laughs> immediately race back to his file cabinet and check the bylaws <laughs> of The Bachelor. Uh,
0: so the ladies are asking what's going on and Sierra reveals Cassidy's friends with benefits situation. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> And additional info we didn't know last week, which is that apparently the friends with Benefit doesn't want her, doesn't want a relationship with Cassidy. And she's on the show to make him jealous. This is new information. Fair. I mean. I'm okay with that. I feel like this probably is the case for like 25% of contestants on this show. <laughs>
1: the number one reason to go on The Bachelor, to make my ex jealous. We have a winner. You won the feud.
0: I mean, I think it probably happens a lot honestly. or I I mean, I went on the show when I was newly single. Like, I just think it's a little ridiculous how everyone seems to expect everyone to be completely free of any ties. I just think a lot of people have friends with benefits. I think this is a little blown out of proportion, if I'm honest.
1: I agree with you. I think it's absurd. As a matter of fact, we're all adults, and, and particularly the people on this show are all in the very you know, sexually active age bracket yes. of adulthood. Mm-hmm. And and why is it a problem that before they went on a reality dating show, they were sleeping with somebody here <laughs> and there? Yeah. What the hell is the big deal? I, and, I... and shame on them for not doing that.
0: <laughs> you know, the only shame that should be cast here is on Cassidy for telling anyone, because this situation here really frowns upon you being... Uh, upon you talking to anyone really yeah, or having any dumb. kind of sexual past it would seem
1: very dumb she should have kept her lips shut on that one
0: i don't understand cassidy's thought process there
1: i think she was drunk and she was just uh, as i loose lips sink ships
0: Loose lips sink ships. That's what this episode might end up being called, Andy. <laughs> Yay.
1: <laughs> Yay.
0: You named episode three.
1: <laughs> Finally made it.
0: So, yeah, I wrote, it seems insane that a contestant would tell someone this. That's the only thing that I'm caught up on here. It's not the fact that Cassidy was sleeping with someone else.
1: No, that shouldn't be a big deal.
0: No, no.
1: If she was seriously dating someone and they had a great relationship and she's like, I'm going to go on this show, it'll be funny. Yeah. Like, don't worry different. about it. We're good. That's totally different. Yes. If you have a friends with benefits, that's the definition of not committed.
0: (laughs) You know, the way the show treats contestants who have any kind of person on the side really lines up with them trying to paint their cast as this sort of like... Virginal. virginal but also undateable it's like they're all kind of desperate like they all just can't find someone which right, is absurd because right. the people they cast on the show are generally conventionally attractive and i remember that being some kind of a thorn in my side when uh like when i went on the show which is sort of the aftermath it's like oh like why are you on this show like you seem like you should be able to get a date i'm like <laughs> thanks <laughs>
1: <laughs> right it, 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 you're, or,
0: you're, or when I, fa- you know, when I announced that we were dating, people were like, oh, I'm so glad you found someone. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you leper. <laughs> I, I completely agree with you. And it's even more absurd because you have 27, whatever, it's a high 20s women who are all very attractive mm-hmm. and eligible yeah. and young. And it's like. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, they need the dating show. Otherwise, they're they're wrecked. They yeah. have no chance.
0: Yeah, that's it. This is it or nothing. Yeah, Really, yeah.
1: It's absurd. Mm-hmm. This needs to stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it stops now. <laughs> I don't have any beef with Cass... The, the crime that Cassidy has been oh. accused of. It's the fact that she told people and the fact that she's generally kind of a bitch. Uh... To other girls. The question is, is
1: is she playing it up? It's always always a meta question. Mm -hmm. Are they actually a bitch or are they really just trying to be a bitch?
0: Yes. Because, okay, so to counterbalance Clayton talking to Jesse about the possibility of retracting a rose, (laughs) we get, of course, lots of footage. And, of course, this is an edit. But it still existed of Cassidy being super arrogant and sort of waving her rose around and being Mm -hmm. like, oh, don't come after me. He likes me. Look at my rose. (laughs) So she basically acts like she's invincible.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. so Clayton finally confronts Cassidy here. At first, she sits down and says, I already know what you're going to say. And then she's completely caught off guard by what he does end up saying, which makes me wonder what what she thought he was going to say.
1: Yeah. What was it?
0: Yeah, I will. We will never know. Isn't that tragic?
1: What the (laughs) hell was it?
0: Yeah. There was something else.
1: There was something else. She told somebody else. That that person didn't tell Clayton. And that's the thing she was worried about.
0: I feel like the obvious guess would be that she's just not that nice to other girls in the house. And she's kind of oh, yeah, in right. it to win it, that kind of thing. Yeah, you're right. But.
1: Uh, because she felt like she would f- follow in, you know. Sinead. Um,
0: uh, Sinead.
1: Thank you. Yes. <laughs>
0: it's been. We got a week off. It was amazing how quickly I forgot everyone's names in that one week. Oh, yeah. When we started watching. I was like, who's that?
1: Yeah, there was a few people on there I'd never seen before. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, she was she probably felt like it was just along those those same lines.
0: Yeah, like Sinead. yeah, I mean, no one beats Sinead in the villain department. But you know what? It does also go to show how inconsequential she thought what she told Sierra was.
1: Yeah, or maybe she forgot. Maybe she was a little tipsy.
0: Yeah, you keep bringing it back to her being drunk when she told her that. It's totally possible. It's a drunk thing to say. It is a drunk thing to say. Okay, so she's really caught off guard, and she vehemently denies these friends with benefits allegations and says she hasn't had any relationship of any kind since summer 2019. And now Clayton rewords the question. It's sort of like, well, I hear there was a guy, you were FaceTiming, and then she says, Clayton. I have not spoken to a guy who I have any interest in a relationship with in a very mm. long time. I did not have sexual <laughs> relations with that woman. She incredulously asks, do you not believe me? Okay, mm. so that's this part one of this conversation. So he tells her what he has heard, and suddenly her story changes very quickly. She reveals there is a guy, actually, who hasn't wanted a relationship, who has been supportive of her doing the show. And who has said, if it doesn't work out, I still want to be friends, whatever.
1: <laughs> um, okay, uh, so I, she lied.
0: I, uh, I feel like she should have uh, either admitted it right off the bat. Or denied, denied, denied.
1: You don't. You don't do both. No,
0: it's true. yeah. You,
1: you got to do either. <laughs> yeah, And yeah. you got to and, and whichever side you pick, you go hard.
0: Yeah. Either or.
1: Yeah. You lie hard. Yeah. You
0: don't lie and then confess in the same conversation. Yeah. Because you just prove that you're lying.
1: Yeah. You prove you're a bigger liar.
0: Yes. And actually, her lying was relatively convincing, which is always a little disturbing honestly when someone proves to be that good a liar and they're like actually
1: oh well the thing is it's it's all about time if you make a big lie and you you know get away with it yeah and some time passes and then people find out that you lied yeah it's actually less bad than if you lie and then 10 seconds later you're like oh okay i was lying (laughs) this is the actual truth (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, she didn't cover her tracks really well here. Uh, Clayton walks off. We don't really see the conclusion of this conversation. He walks off and now we see Cassidy run off to cry in a bathroom and she starts talking to who I imagine is her producer. And now the women watch on and here we get our first word watch while they discuss what's going on. Mara says Cassidy has a rose and wherever she is drama seems to follow and andy you and i in general during this whole thing were amazed at how little we cared nothing there was nothing, nothing. to care about no here mistakes. no stakes i actually wrote there are no stakes oh nice <laughs> great mind. yeah okay so clayton finds cassidy in the bathroom now she says that meeting him changed everything and she's falling in something with him And he says he's struggling with their trust already having been shaken, understandably here. And look, again, we have to reiterate that it's not about her having her friends with benefits. It's that she didn't... Is that she first talked about it and then lied about it before confessing it. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot of missteps here. It was
1: a lie sandwich. The lie was the meat. You never (laughs) want the lie to be the meat.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. The lie is the meat?
1: Yeah, because she told the truth to Sierra. Yeah. Then she lied then she retracted and told the truth again.
0: Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay, so the bread was the truth.
1: The bread was the truth, and the the meat was the lie.
0: So you think it's actually better to lie and put a truth sandwich, and then put another I piece of bread. I would almost
1: say if you if you're gonna go down this path, <laughs> you want to have a very thick lie bread yes. with a thin. Truth, me. Yeah,
0: a thin smear of truth inside. Yeah, oh, interesting. That you don't
1: even know You're like, Wait, what was that?
0: I don't
1: know. Don't pay attention to that meat. It's rancid.
0: <laughs> okay, so the ladies meanwhile talk about how mean Cassidy is, and mm-hmm. I think we always have to put some stock in this kind of thing because when every single woman there agrees that someone is mean, chances are they're kind of mean.
1: Yes, when there's when there's twenty seven smoke, there's usually fire. <laughs>
0: yes, at least one fire. Yeah. Uh, the only person who's in Cassidy's defense here is, of course, Shanae. Loyal to the very <laughs> oh, yes. end to, to her sensei.
1: She's Pence.
0: <laughs> Hunter reveals that the day before, Cassidy had asked her what her exit interview would be like.
1: It's eh, a good one. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna go down that path, it's a decent one-liner.
0: Don't reward mean behavior, Andy.
1: No, you're right. I it's like terrible. Hunter.
0: I was pretty horrified. I like by Hunter this.
1: too. It's terrible. I don't condone it. But <laughs> it, it's, it's if you're gonna be a dick, it's, it's a decent line.
0: Okay, so Clayton now begins to send her home, and she starts melting down, and says that no one likes him as much as she does. No one glows as much as she does after having spent time with and him. And no
1: one wants that sweet, <laughs> sweet Instagram cash more than she does.
0: And she says she's, quote, one of the girls who actually likes him. I thought this was an interesting angle.
1: It's not good. She's not doing good. Well, there. she's like
0: negging on her way out.
1: She's she's doing everything wrong.
0: Yeah. Is everything. negging really the way to save yourself?
1: Yeah. She's making him You're feel bad. You're sending home
0: one of the only people who actually likes you. Yeah. <laughs> As the ladies are forced to continue speculating, Kate says, holy shirts and pants, y'all. Andy, you did not like this. Even yeah. though further digging in, I realize that is a quote from the Wedding Crashers, but you still were bothered by it.
1: I still I still maintain I could have done without that.
0: <laughs> in her limo exit, Cassidy cries about how this always happens, how things go so well and are suddenly over out of nowhere. She's acting like it all just sort of happened to no. her. She didn't do anything. <laughs> it was
1: put upon her.
0: And in his voiceover, Clayton's issue seems to be more with how she lied at first. Of course, yep. he's right. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she had been honest and upfront if he would have kept her, but he I He would don't have given her so. a
1: pass if she was a little more diplomatic about how she explained it. I think her final explanation may have give, gotten her through by the skin of her teeth.
0: <sighs> I wonder. The thing is, I have never felt that Clayton's been into her. I feel like he, as we discussed in episode two, he's just receiving mm-hmm. and she has come on so strong. I personally think Clayton was looking for an out with Cassidy.
1: Yeah, I she kind has sort of, of, of forced
0: agree. her place, her way into front runner status by getting that rose. And I think he was kind of like uh, all along personally. I
1: mean, let's be honest. He could have production could have come to him and be like, hey, you know, this this happened. And he could have been like, meh. Uh, I like her. Just just let it die,
0: yeah. I can actually see production wanting to keep her around. yeah, she's doing everything right in terms of being a villain.
1: Did Clayton strike you as someone who like wanted a virginal, pure woman? I mean, he kind of does actually, sort of well, maybe his not. front
0: runner is Teddy. I would have thought oh, no, right. actually. Yeah. I would have thought no, but. But he, I don't think he knows yet that Teddy's a virgin. When she gets a one-on-one, which she will get, and soon, I think she'll reveal at in the evening. Okay, this mm. is my prediction, guys. Okay, Teddy will get a one-on-one either next week or the week after. Okay. And then in the evening portion, she'll reveal that she's a virgin and she was raised this way. And she's thought about it. and She's more open now, but blah, blah, blah. Okay.
1: I think that that Clayton really... One of the things, and he's made it very clear... Um, is that he he really values family. Yeah. (laughs) Really? Yes, my name is Holmes, Sherlock
0: Holmes.
1: (laughs) But um, he also, I believe, would like to bring a girl home to his family that he can represent well. Uh. And I think that he's very sensitive to that and I believe that the friends with benefits thing tarnished her and her general behavior made her unacceptable for him to bring home to her family and that's why he probably allowed this to be brought to the forefront and then sent her home. That's my guess. Hmm. It's a purity thing. It's a, it's a it's a presentable <laughs> a presentableness thing. <laughs>
0: Presentability?
1: Presentability. Is it what is the word?
0: See, I thought Clayton there hasn't been a ton of emphasis on that side of his personality. So I was guess I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt that he might not write off people that seem to have colorful sexual pasts. But maybe mm. that's just me being naive. Like, I still haven't learned my lesson.
1: I mean, you can take a Clayton out of the Clayton, but you still Clayton in the Clayton. <laughs> hey. Oh, wait. Okay, I got it. You can you know take a Clayton out of the Clayton, but the, you can't take the Clayton out of the Clayton. <laughs> nailed it
0: (laughs) you know what's hilarious about all the nonsense you just said is i know exactly what you mean it was for you oh and the shandies i'm sure you guys found it funny too i'm seen (laughs) and seen oh you feel seen no
1: and seen too (laughs) both work
0: (laughs) okay so now it's our rose ceremony and i don't think anyone needs me to list off all the names of people who got roses but Among the names listed here, we get Mm -hmm. our second and third word watch from Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. She says, I do feel like the drama with Shanae took up enough time already. And regarding the drama, I think it's disrespectful to Clayton. Shanae gets the final rose, surprising nobody. God, like, will they get a new playbook already?
1: Well, the thing is about the season, aside from the fact that it sucks, is that it's also (laughs) extremely predictable.
0: (laughs) I think the predictability is what's contributing to its suckage.
1: It's the sucking first, then predictable second. It actually sucks before the predictability. That's how much it sucks.
0: Here's the thing. Okay, so I'm not that I want to get caught up on this, but I actually think if it were just 10% less predictable, that in and of itself would make it better because we'd be like, oh, Sinead's name got called second. That's new. Like yeah. we have such a low bar for entertainment that just seeing Sinead's name not being called last at the rose ceremony, like every villain ever, That would be interesting. How sad is that?
1: Again, I always have to give some of my empathy. Well, it's more like sympathy to production. (laughs) Okay. Because I think that they were given an absolute rotten egg with the Raws on this. And I think for them to create a, a season was agonizing.
0: You know, I. it's funny you say that because I've been thinking over the last, because we had this week off. <laughs> apparently these are things I think about when I have a week off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pressing matters. <noise. laughs>
0: but I was thinking, I wonder in those secret boardroom meetings where they decide who the next lead is, I guarantee you that... At least half of the producers who are actually in the trenches working on a season, coming up with a concept, and the ones talking to the lead, I bet you at least half of them did not want Clayton for a lead.
1: I agree. Because
0: I agree. they're the th- ones that have to come up with something. Yeah. I think probably Mike Fleiss was like, I want the white guy.
1: I agree. <laughs> Do you like
0: my Mike Fleiss impression? That was, a, it was amazing. <laughs>
1: I, I, I thought I was actually, he was in the room for a second. <laughs> I think that they took a risk with Juan Pablo in a different way and that worked even though people hated him, there's nothing better than people hating someone with a passion tuning (laughs) in to hate someone is a lot more successful than tuning out to not deal with someone you hate
0: yes or to tune out because you're bored
1: oh yeah but you hate them because of all (laughs) yeah whatever (laughs) bored hate all all the same bucket but
0: no i think apathy is worse than hate yes yes
1: yes you're right. And in, in, in doing what they thought was the safest play, mm-hmm. they actually took the biggest risk.
0: Ooh. It's true irony. Ah, wow.
1: Yeah. Whereas they took a risk with Juan Pablo and they were rewarded. Because, yeah, people hated him, but it got great ratings.
0: Is Juan Pablo the only example that we can think of for this?
1: They don't take many risks. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only one I can think of. It's true. I haven't even watched like 90% of the seasons, and I know that the biggest risk they ever took was Juan Pablo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that might be somewhat true. Yeah. Okay, so going home at this rose ceremony are NC, Kate, and Tessa... I wasn't thrilled about this, if I'm honest. Mm. I wanted to see more of Kate, because she reminds me of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I know. I wanted to see more of Ensi, because she's so Mm well-dressed. And Tessa just seems sweet. Mm. Anyway, a few of the women openly cry here, Mm. and now we get word watch number four. Shanae complains about Elizabeth still being there, and she says... What am I supposed to do? Let someone win? Or have drama?
1: Just... Neither?
0: Okay, so it's the next day now, and immediately we get word watch number five and six. And this is when I, yeah, this is when I looked at you and I was like, drama? Really, Andy?
1: Yeah. Was
0: that necessary?
1: Yeah, my apologies.
0: (laughs) Jill says, I feel like a lot of the drama has gotten in the way of the reason why we're here you know I feel like a lot of people haven't gotten time because of all of the drama that's gone on what was interesting about this word watch the, the word drama was I realized how often it's frankenbitten in to people's voiceovers
1: oh yeah it's really? like a, just the word
0: Uh, Well, the word and just, you know, they formulate a sentence. There's an example later of like a really good example of Frankenbiting where they clearly wanted to use the word drama. And it just made me think that I actually think the reason why we hear the word drama as much as we do is actually because producers cherry pick it. So they just have a huge
1: bucket of drama? (laughs) like every like inflection intonation volume (laughs) pitch like a software that inserts dramas like where they fit nicely
0: (laughs) i mean i will say it didn't seem like they were shying away from using it in their i i
1: I usually agree with your frankenbite analysis but i think you're giving them too much credit i think they just say the word drama a lot i mean I i intended upon it being a big word watch Week. Yes. I mean, you're lucky. I didn't do vulnerable.
0: <laughs> it <was. laughs> I would have been up
1: all night. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, Charlene. Yes. I was having a thought the other day. Yes. In the age of apps, I have found that oftentimes I download an app that I feel I'm stealing. <laughs> it's not fair. I'm not paying for it and I'm getting so much value. Mm-hmm. Truebill is one of those apps.
0: It really is. Truebill has been one of my great discoveries of 2021. Mm-hmm. It was kind of crazy to link up all my accounts and realized how many subscriptions I had completely forgotten about but was still paying for. That's why we're big fans of Truebill here. So, Truebill is an app that you link your accounts to, and they make it easy to cancel all unwanted subscriptions. With one tap.
1: And I will tell you how easy they make it. When I signed up, from the time I downloaded the app to the time I had saved three digits of money (laughs) was at most five minutes.
0: It also makes you realize how all these companies prey on you forgetting to cancel your subscription.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's like you need this. Like where has Truebill been for the last five years? I've
1: said it before (laughs) and I'll say it again. I believe... That if everyone in America got rid of the subscriptions they didn't know they had or don't want, in one day, 20% of the companies in America go bankrupt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And on average, users save a whopping $720 a year using Truebill. That's insane. On average. Amazing. How much money are we all spending? And it might not seem like a lot. Like it could be $10 here, $20 there. It adds up. When you go on Truebill and you see it all lined up there and you realize how much money you're spending and have been spending... Trust me, you're incentivized to cancel that subscription. Yeah. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today by going to Truebill.com slash Shandy.
1: Go right now. Truebill.com slash Shandy. It could save you thousands a year.
0: That's Truebill.com slash Shandy. Andy, what is there that we could say about the hello to bidet that we have not said before?
1: I will say this. <laughs> in in a relationship <laughs> yeah. of long duration. Yeah. Between a man and a woman. <laughs> the uh, unfortunate subject of of anal cleanliness. Yes, rears. It's ugly, very ugly. Head here and there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I will say that we never, ever. <laughs> have to be remotely concerned (laughs) about this situation
0: Mm, Yep. now that
1: we've been using our Hello Tushy.
0: Yes. I actually think that for anyone cohabitating, like I don't even mean romantically, like if you have roommates, if you live with anyone else, I actually think a Hello Tushy bidet is kind of a must.
1: Yeah. I don't want to, you know, make anyone uncomfortable here. (laughs) But in life, there is an entrance hole and there's an exit hole. There's two holes to the human experience. We spend a lot of time worrying about the face hole, (laughs) but not that much about the other one.
0: So, in case you are somehow new around here and have no idea what we're talking about, the Hello Tushy bidet is a bidet that you affix to your existing toilet with no special plumbing needed. Mm-hmm. And you basically turn your plain old toilet into one that sprays you, like one of those fancy Japanese toilets that yeah. that also is a bidet. It's two in one.
1: No one wants to be a basic toilet bitch. <laughs>
0: So we want you to have a great and confident Valentine's Day with a clean bum. Go to hellotushy.com slash Shandy to get 10% off plus free shipping.
1: So tag us and at hellotushy on social media so we can celebrate your clean butt with you.
0: That's hellotushy.com slash Shandy for 10% off. Okay, Jesse Palmer arrives and says that while last night was emotional, it showed how seriously Clayton is taking all of this. Mm. Really.
1: He covers all the bases. He's got the look, he's got the general stage presence. He's mm. got the seriousness. What he doesn't have is that wink that Chris Harrison had. I Chris agree. Harrison had that wink. It was it was very subtle and nuanced, mm-hmm. but you knew he was a little bit in on the joke.
0: Yeah. Jesse
1: doesn't have that. He's always it's like, this is very serious business. And not in a way where he's like, huh?
0: Yeah. You know what's funny is I actually think Caitlin and Tasha also had that wink.
1: Oh, they had almost too much wink.
0: <laughs> too much wink. Yeah. I actually think Caitlin and Tasha there was a sort of twinkle in their eye. They're like, oh, you know.
1: Oh, a heavy twinkle. see how
0: seriously he's taking this. Yeah. I yes. was
1: offended by how not seriously they were taking the <laughs> show. But Jesse went too far. Yeah,
0: I do agree with you. I feel like Jesse's sincerity is almost too much. And while he might be in on the joke, his delivery is too subtle then. Mm -hmm. And going on this date are Serene, Susie, Eliza, Mara, Marlena, Hunter, Genevieve, and Jill. And Clayton takes them to a dark auditorium where Caitlin is waiting. She seems to be stealing Nick Viles' thunder with this date. (laughs) We made fun of uh, on Katie's... Date there was that, uh, what do we call it? The AA meeting date. Oh yeah, yeah. AA Which meeting. is not a diss on AA meetings. Oh my god, yeah. it's just the setup. It was in a round circle. I mean,
1: it clearly was um, in it like was trying to emulate an AA meeting. Obviously, yeah. I mean, what just, else is that? Someone
0: was offended when we compared it to that, but
1: okay. A support. I, let's call it a support group okay. for people with a common issue okay, that was, might <laughs> have to do with addiction. <laughs> <laughs> possibly but not necessarily
0: yeah which i'm sure works really well because those people voluntarily go to address and try to solve their addiction issues meanwhile this just feels like forced trauma dumping
1: it feels like a a trauma circle jerk
0: yes yeah. it is a trauma circle jerk i hate these dates i'm Don't gonna like go it. on the record and say it it's bad enough to exploit people's trauma on the show, but of course they've been doing it forever. And oftentimes it endears you to the contestant. So, and the contestant does sign up for it. And at least in that case, they voluntarily are like, okay, at my evening portion of my one-on-one, like I do want to tell him about this trauma that I went through. But in this case, it, it, they're not even sure what they're signing up for. And then on the spot, it's like, what have you been through that made you feel terrible about yourself?
1: This one was particularly bad. I mean, at least with the guys, it's kind of weird to see a bunch of guys sitting in a circle talking about their feelings. It's just kind of like at least sort of entertaining in a weird way okay. A sick way. Okay, but this, but this is, was not this was just not good.
0: This is where, though, I cannot believe I'm saying this because I hated that date on Katie's season. I hated it
1: too, but you know. But I at least with
0: Nick's terms. date, it was like, what have you done? confess yeah. right right what have you done to hurt your partners what should we be on the lookout for blah 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 like that's a little more interesting to me actually even though it's also still yeah this was in many just ways. talk
1: about something that makes you sad
0: tell us about all the times you've been bullied been made to feel ugly and yeah too skinny and not blue-eyed enough and everything it was horrible it like was, these are personal actually, stories it
1: felt like a public flogging Yes, it didn't feel like this. felt like punishment almost. Yes, and I and and I honestly don't blame some of the contestants. No, it's not that for kind of backing out, trying to no. like you know, like you know, they copped out. Some of them, oh. and I don't blame them. Yeah, because yeah. I would
0: have been like, what the? I'm not
1: doing it. I'll tell it myself. What is this? Yeah,
0: I hate forced vulnerability. It's the worst, and they just love it. It's almost like they want to hear the word vulnerable be uttered. So they're like, let's create a situation where everyone is vulnerable well, against their will on the spot.
1: This is the new theme. This is what the bachelor is all about. It's just like whoever is the most vulnerable wins. They gotta change. There's they, gotta be there's gotta be a change. I'm I, I hope agree. someone listens. I'm speaking to you producers. Yeah. I'm speaking to you, Michael Fleiss.
0: <laughs> Michael. Make
1: this better.
0: Yeah, I have to agree this is tired. Oh my God. Once I saw that room, the dark room, I was like, oh at least In, you know, in past seasons, other than Katie's, one of these dates might have been a bit more like you have it's a talent show. It's a spelling bee. You have to do a sort of funny thing in front of an audience that is kind of like kitschy and silly, but it's a little more lighthearted. This just feels so like you're you're jumping way too far ahead, especially considering I am sure that at least one person on this date will go home at the next rose ceremony. And that that's it. They, their, their bit last, of airtime was yeah. talking about how they were bullied. That
1: was their swan song on TV. Yeah. And it's it, messed up. It is messed and, up. And I think one of the reasons they're doing it is because they're not getting very real or good conversations out of the real dates but they're so contrived. It's all formula now. It's just like, OK, tell me something about you personally that like is going to make me have a serious face and make you cry and then wait three seconds and then let's kiss and then happy music.
0: <laughs> wait three seconds. Yeah, it's that like, actually happened a few times later A few on. times.
1: It was literally that happened. The same formula like, oh, well, let me tell you this thing about me that's going to make me vulnerable. Oh, serious face. Yes, that resonates with me. And kiss <laughs> and then happy piano music <laughs> and done.
0: Okay, so Caitlin says she'll read a bunch of statements, and if they resonate, the lady should stand. And the only question we hear, by the way, is if there are parts of yourself you're not proud of, stand up. Everyone stands. It'd
1: be very funny if someone didn't stand up. I was really <laughs> hoping someone didn't stand up. Like, nope, all good here. <laughs> it would have been amazing.
0: So Genevieve seems to go first. We're showing her going first. She says, if a relationship wasn't right for me, I would kind of self-sabotage that. And while we kind of know what she means, the wording of this was hilariously wrong.
1: Yeah, it makes no sense. If the yeah. relationship is bad, you uh, sabotage because that's the right thing to do.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. like, hey, remember that,
1: uh, that restaurant, that really overpriced, uh, awful restaurant we had at last week where we both got the runs? Yeah. Yeah. I think we should self sabotage and not go back there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, we knew what she meant. We knew what she meant. Hunter says she had an ex who compared her to other girls a lot, and he pressured her to go to the gym to achieve a body that was not achievable for her. She got blue contacts and dyed her hair the color he liked, and he eventually cheated on her. We were really moved and in, in yeah, a this was, bad you know, way by this. Like,
1: ugh. It was sad. It was, just it like was sad. She bared her soul, and she didn't need to. It was ridiculous. No,
0: but yeah. She- it was ridiculous that she had to do this, but, I mean, it really... It's sick to think that relationships like this are out there, I guess. Uh, We get a montage now of traumas. (laughs) Serene reveals she's been bullied for being too skinny. Eliza talks about the pressures placed upon women. Mm -hmm. Mara says she was bullied not only at school, but by her stepsisters at home. Marlena says she feels as a woman of color, she feels like she has to be 10 times better just to be seen or heard. And Clayton now says that he used to hate who he was and his body, and he stopped eating for a while because he'd compare his body to others, and he hated his stomach. Mm. I wrote... I do appreciate it when men can open up about body image issues because we definitely don't get enough of that. But before the show gives itself too much credit for prompting and airing all of this, maybe first look in the mirror and consider the fact that they only cast basically one body type on this show at all. Mm Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the pressures that men and women and everyone feels about their bodies comes from what the media feeds us about what's beautiful. Right. And if you are a massive, one of basically the biggest reality show there is, one of them, mm-hmm. and you're only casting people who are size double zero to size four, maybe you're, maybe you're contributing to the to the trauma <laughs> that people experience. And then you are asking them to open up about it on your show.
1: Yeah, a very good point.
0: Okay. And that's the date. That's it. Sounds fun, right? I I like that there
1: was like some people who didn't even get into the montage. Like whatever they said wasn't (laughs) trauma-y enough. (laughs) It's like, uh, uh, Your trauma doesn't make the cut. Sorry. sorry.
0: It's the evening now. Serene steals Clayton first for one-on-one time. She says she struggles to articulate her feelings sometimes because her family did not talk about emotions very much. He reveals his experience is much the same and they bond over this and make out. Mm -hmm. Next. Yeah. Susie has one-on-one time She says she has also struggled with body image issues And didn't think that's something she could relate To a partner about And so it's reassuring to know that they can bond over that And they almost seem to nod at each other Like, and they make out
1: It's, it's time
0: <laughs> And we've connected enough We can mm-hmm. talk about bonding and connecting And You earned it Do you like my makeout sound? That was great
1: Sounds like you're eating cookies
0: The cookie monster Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's very romantic.
0: Okay, back at the mansion, Sarah gets the one-on-one date card. That's exciting. Yeah. The women are nice about it. They say they're happy for her, while Shanae bitches in her ITM about how everyone is celebrating everyone.
1: (laughs) Oh bastards.
0: And back on the date, Eliza has brief one-on-one time where she says she can tell Clayton's a genuine guy. And now we have a montage where Clayton talks about how influential the day was. And Marlena's first and the highlight of this one on one time was Clayton saying I just love like what I'm seeing out of you and I like think just keep being who you are and hopefully we can continue to have these conversations.
1: I believe Yates said that once.
0: (laughs) And now in the montage we have Genevieve and Mara and now Clayton returns to the group and gives the group date rose to Eliza. Mm Yeah, good. I don't think we were super surprised by this. Not super
1: surprised, but I'm into it. I like Eliza. Yeah,
0: I'm particularly into it because Eliza was my wild card. She wasn't Just saying. Mm -hmm. We remember. And then as we went into a commercial break, we saw, are you the perfect match for our next Bachelor or Bachelorette? And Andy, you said excitedly, oh my God, is it over?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was was a little excited. I was like,
0: there are still two more dates, Andy. (laughs) You were so excited. You're like, oh, sweet.
1: It's funny because my initial reaction was like, wow, that must have been a really good episode. To feel like it went by so quickly. And then I realized like, no, this is not a good episode. And I must be dreaming.
0: Yeah. We were only about a third of the way through. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, Sarah has her one-on-one date. They meet up with Becca Kufrin, lovely Becca Kufrin. And she tells them that today is all about saying yes. Mm. And they'll be doing a scavenger hunt in downtown L.A. in their underwear. Because.
1: Well, they're they're running out of
0: ideas.
1: (laughs) They're now jumping the shark every time. It's just like endless shark jumpings.
0: What does that mean exactly?
1: Well, I'll tell you. (laughs) It's funny you ask. But um, there was a show called Happy Days okay. that many people probably know about who are listening. But for those who don't, it was a show a that sitcom. took place in the 50s, a mm-hmm. sitcom, it was very popular. It was, well, a, I,
0: it was a period piece, was it, it not? It was a period piece
1: <laughs> in a period. Yeah. So it was from the 60s and 70s, about the 50s. That's where the Fonz started. You know, yes. the Fonz, again, this, these beverages are probably dying for a lot of people. But on Happy Days, the show was getting very tired and um, you, they clearly were like, we need something to, like, inject life into this franchise. So they had this whole episode, it may have been multiple episodes, about how the Fonz was going to water ski and jump over a, a great white shark.
0: <laughs> Wait, is this for real? This is for real. And Are you making this up? This I'm sounds I'm totally ridiculous. not making this up.
1: This is where Jump the Shark came from.
0: Oh, my God. I thought Jump the Shark was just, like, yeah. an idiom.
1: Well, it- no, it comes from happy days. And it was, it was considered to be those. the most desperate attempt to, to breathe life into something that was clearly dead in the history of, at that time, a young history of, yeah. of, of television, of mm-hmm. the sitcom particularly. So that's, that's where it comes from. <laughs> and that's your history lesson for today, kids.
0: <laughs> and now you know. Did you ever watch Bill Nye the Science Guy?
1: A little, yeah.
0: He used to have this segment called "Did you know that?" Now you know. Oh, that's
1: cute. I, I know, yeah. Bill Nye. I should have watched more Bill Nye. I was watching a lot of GI Joe back in the day. He was a great American hero. <laughs> the reason I thought of GI Joe is was the that for whatever reason at the end of GI Joe they used to say knowledge is power. <laughs> And I'd be like, that wasn't the gist of what I just watched. Even as a seven-year-old, I'm pretty pretty sure about that.
0: But look, they really drove home the point for you that knowledge is a power. Somehow today,
1: a hundred years later, I still, the only thing I remember, aside from the song, G.I. Joe, a great American hero. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. Anyway, um, <laughs> and knowledge is power.
0: That's the worst melody I've ever heard. As oh form. no. No. It sounds like no, you're no, making no. it up on the spot. It,
1: it's a terrible melody, but I just realized I misspoke. It's not knowledge is power. Uh-huh. It's knowing is half the battle. Because it was a battle, it was a war cartoon. <laughs> so knowing is half the battle. I remember that for the rest of my life.
0: Okay. I mean, there's truth in that.
1: Uh, and and I'm telling you that 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 helped me because I <laughs> I really focused on knowing. <laughs> and it was half the battle
0: so that was basically watching bill nye the science guy and learning things yes okay so sarah and clayton run around downtown los angeles in black underwear now they smash open pinatas with questions in them for example what's your go-to dance move what's your biggest fear this was reminiscent of clayton's date on michelle's season Mm -hmm. and next they have to sing their feelings for each other Clayton actually commits to the singing with the mic. I was actually impressed with his ability to not sing, but to commit.
1: I got to be honest. I think Clayton was waiting for his opportunity to do a little singing.
0: (laughs) And now we get our word watch number seven because Mm -hmm. Sarah in her rap to him, which is not singing, by the way, I just have to put this out there.
1: Yeah, you gotta sing. Well, rapping, rapping is not
0: unimpressive. The task was to sing their feelings for or a rap
1: child. like like your life depends on it.
0: So in her rap, Sarah says, You already know cool. I'm not about the drama. I just wanna take you home to meet my mama. They share a toast on the roof of a downtown building, and he says he doesn't think he could have done this date with anybody else, and they make out. Okay.
1: I think he could have done that date with a lot of other people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it look, I like Sarah fine, but I also feel like she was getting a lot of credit for doing something that no one else could have done and I was like,
1: Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I couldn't possibly run around the city half naked with another one of the women on the show.
0: I mean, they did put half of the women in Baywatch bathing suits later on in the same episode. Yeah. Is am I focusing on the wrong thing here? No, they're
1: trying in sort of palatable ways and today is Day and age yeah, I know to what you're slip say. in the swimsuit portion of the beauty pageant. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's so true. This show has changed a lot. On yeah. Chris Soules' season, there was a bikini tractor date. Oh yeah, you can't make this shit. That's up. That's
1: like one not short of bikini mud wrestling, which I believe they did do actually. Uh,
0: probably, yeah. Honestly, on Ben Flanagan's season, I think it was in San Francisco, they had them ski. It was like the winter, and they had them ski down a, a road, like an icy road in swimsuits bikinis <laughs> so but you're right it's like they're trying to get away from that or no they're not trying to get away from that they're trying to still do that even yeah. though we are obviously no longer in a climate where you can really get away with that oh, as totally. much and they're like okay well we'll bring someone from baywatch and put them in one pieces of like, so it, modest it's like look how
1: hilarious this is all these women running around in the baywatch swimsuit look
0: how hilarious
1: this is <laughs> The only thing that they 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 resisted was the slow mo shot of all of them.
0: Are you kidding? They did do that.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I take that back. Apparently, I wasn't focusing. There enough. was. A, oh, oh. I wasn't because this is not. I'm married. I don't look at things <laughs> like that. I don't see them. It's just a black screen when something like that happens.
0: A, a yeah. giant black box. Yeah, it's just
1: a black box. <laughs> You're yeah. just like, yeah.
0: Nothing what is, happens. What happened? Is there
1: technical difficulties? <laughs>
0: Okay, so back at the house, this is a great example of the heavy frankenbiting. Uh, we have word watch number eight. Elizabeth says, I'm really hoping for this to be a day without any of the drama with Sinead. Hmm. Super frankenbitten. That's why I think that, I do think that they just try to insert it wherever they can.
1: Yeah, they have the Draminator 3000. <laughs>
0: that was such a bad joke, but I found it really <laughs> funny. <laughs>
1: That's why I'm married to you. Or you're married to me.
0: <laughs> Drominator. I get
1: away with saying <laughs> the 3000. I get a laugh. This is why we got married. <laughs> <laughs> Win.
0: Okay, now, so at the house, yeah. we have garlic, butter, shrimp, gate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you could have just gone with shrimp gate, but it's all right.
0: Okay, so (laughs) Elizabeth Elizabeth makes. I don't know why I'm committed to the garlic butter part, but for me, I would eat garlic butter shrimp, but maybe not another prepared shrimp. So
1: I I agree. The best preparation for shrimp is garlic butter. Clearly, so the best way to say a gate is not garlic butter shrimp gate. (laughs) Though both of those are accurate.
0: Okay, so Elizabeth makes garlic butter shrimp. Mm -hmm. Thus begins shrimp gate. Yeah. And invites people to have some. And Sinead comes along, and out of what she thinks is about fifteen shrimp, she takes eight.
1: <laughs> yeah, and this is this is Exhibit A in the uh, the congressional testimony for Garlic Butter Shrimp Gate.
0: Sinead <laughs> says sharing shrimp with her was the only nice thing Elizabeth has done in two weeks. So the shrimp is all gone, and it people is. are like, "Oh, where'd the shrimp go?" And I think everyone knows that Sinead took all the shrimp, and no one's saying anything about it. They don't want to stir up drama. <laughs> But now Shanae makes her own batch of shrimp, brings a large plate over to a big group of girls at the hot tub. Did she use
1: garlic and butter though? It didn't look (laughs) like it. It didn't look like it was seasoned at all.
0: You know, it looked like, so that in the pan it looked like there was butter and garlic. Really? But then on the plate, the shrimp didn't look like it had a lot of flavor. Ah. But then again, if you think about it, if you take a shrimp away from the garlic butter sauce that it's in and just look at it, a garlic butter shrimp, does it really look like garlicky and buttery no because those are just flavors i mean it's look, not really saucy I,
1: I agree with you but not not to go full Zapruder film on this but <laughs> i didn't see the yellowish brownish tint <laughs> that i would expect from a garlic butter shrimp on the plate she delivered
0: <laughs> i think though you are relying on the fact that she would have had to brown the shrimp and the butter to get that that golden brown color all i'm
1: saying is is whether she knew she was doing it or it was subconscious she made those shrimp with hatred
0: I wouldn't disagree with that, mm-hmm. or I don't disagree with that. I don't know why that's uh <laughs>
1: You wouldn't hypothetically disagree. With, <laughs> yeah. In, in a, a date in the future sometime, if we were to discuss this again, <laughs> you might not disagree with me. Good to know.
0: Oh I'm getting giggly today. Mm. Okay. So she brings this plate. Over to the group at the hot tub, and then is angry when she doesn't feel that she is acknowledged enough for doing this.
1: I mean, I, I have to be honest. If I brought a plate of shrimp to a bunch of girls sitting by a pool, I'd expect a lot of praise. Really? Yeah, I would. I, I, I this the one piece of credit I give. Shanae, out of everything she's done, I agree that there should have been more effusiveness about the shrimp. Okay. Even the even if it was made with <laughs> hatred.
0: I don't agree with that because the girls were all engaged in like, there was a lot of conversations going on. They were all talking to each other. It's not like they were all I'm facing just, out I'm and just, she approached with shrimp. Do you really need to get acknowledgement and praise for something that you didn't even ask for or necessarily want?
1: Listen, I, I agree. It's sort of a wash. Like she did a bad thing. Then she did kind of a good thing. So it's a wash. I agree. But, but I'm she just did saying, a good
0: thing that wasn't asked of her. You
1: got to lower the bar with Sinead. <laughs> this is the only thing we're going to get that she could get a thank you for. The
0: person she was really focused on here was Elizabeth ironically, because Elizabeth has already told her that actually when there's a lot of conversation going on, that she really struggles to focus because of her ADHD, which she told her about in episode two. No. And so it's funny to me that the person that she's griping about is Elizabeth, who was engaged in conversation facing... A, this is true. Like, she wasn't this, even facing You're, you're
1: absolutely right. I don't want to get all Electra complex with with uh, Sinead, but I do feel like, to some degree, she's trying to please... Kate she wants to Kate to like her so badly for some Do reason. Do you mean Elizabeth? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Everyone knows who I'm talking about. Kate Elizabeth similar, you know, British origin. <laughs> My point is, is that I believe strongly that deep down, Sinead needs the love of Kate. Oh, I,
0: Elizabeth. Agree. I agree with you. For
1: whatever reason it is. I don't know. It's something weird and it's something psychological. It's something family oriented. This is a deep rooted problem. And she made that shrimp hoping that Elizabeth would turn around and be like, Oh, thank you so much, Sinead, for this very unseasoned shrimp. But she didn't. And yeah. that made her so angry.
0: I'm reminded a bit of my mother who I love very dearly and mommy watches these. So hi, mommy. Uh, Yes. I call my mom mommy with pride. It's pretty good. And, but I'm reminded of when I get in a fight with my mom, she has, she's not really good at apologizing, Mm -hmm. but what she will do is several hours later, like bring me like a dish or like a bowl of blueberries. It's sort of like her peace (laughs) offering. That's (laughs) so true. you've, You've seen it happen. And now that you mention it, when she brings it to me, I have a choice in that moment to be like, I don't want that bowl of blueberries. Or I'm like, oh, thank you, mommy. And then it's clear what she's trying to do.
1: Absolutely. It's a bowl of guilt. A delicious, (laughs) fresh bowl of guilt.
0: So you think Shanae's plate of shrimp was a plate of guilt?
1: That's correct.
0: I want...
1: Are you kidding? To give
0: that to her? Do you
1: think Shanae, out of the goodness of her heart, was like, I need to even the tables. I did a bad thing. I'm going to cook shrimp for everybody just kind selflessly. Of. It's a selfless shrimp cooking. That was not a selfless shrimp So you shrimp think cooking.
0: she was doing that as a peace offering to the group? Like, let me be part of the group. I'm doing this thing. No,
1: no, no. It, 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 for most normal people, it would have been a peace offering. For Shanae, it was a, a, a bribe to get love from Elizabeth. And she didn't get it. And that made her even more angry because she sacrificed so much to cook that very poorly seasoned shrimp. (laughs) And she got nothing.
0: Uh, What I can't get past with Shanae, let's say we're going to give her all the credit in the world, which is far too much credit, more than she deserves. But think that you're right, that this was some sort of a gesture. She still has not processed the one thing Elizabeth told her. To explain why maybe she's not acknowledging her in these group, loud group settings. She still continues to hold it against her. And at the end of the same episode, mocks her ADHD again.
1: I know. That was really rough. It
0: was so awful. So while I, I understand the point you're making, and there probably is a nugget of truth there that she did mean well in doing this, I still can't uh, I can't get past how she continues to hold against Elizabeth, the very thing that Elizabeth had a really valid reason for, for Look, doing, I, for behaving like I,
1: it. I I can see it your way. I'm trying to give Sinead one kernel of credit in all of this. And it's a very tiny kernel. Yeah,
0: it's a tiny, tiny, tiny kernel. It's like a a pipcorn kernel.
1: It's Yeah, exactly. (laughs) People who don't know about pipcorn. I
0: only know pipcorn from Shark Tank.
1: Yes, it's a very, very small, for those of you who are offended by a normal sized (laughs) piece of popcorn, (laughs) this is a much smaller piece.
0: Today is very educational. Yeah.
1: I still don't know how they do that. No, me neither. That's that's an ungodly creation. (laughs) A a kernel of corn was meant from the early days to be popped into a one-inch-wide piece of popcorn.
0: In general, I think it's a little freaky how upset Shanae got about this. Like she just has a very strict set of rules for how people should acknowledge her, appreciate her, react to her, respond to her. Yeah. Considering she is so indelicate in her behaviors and responses. What does she do to
1: deserve anything? What is she giving? I want to know, what is Shanae giving to the group that she deserves something in return?
0: Poorly seasoned shrimp. Yeah. So if you are a fan of the lovely jewelry I wear on this podcast.
1: Like myself.
0: <laughs> then you can get some for yourself with 10% off by going to shop.analuisa. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot slash Shandy. And I'm a big fan of Anna Luisa and have been for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I love that they offset all carbon emissions when they make their jewelry. And they also produce their jewelry in limited batches to mm-hmm. avoid waste. And yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a yellow gold girl. They've got a lot of yellow gold. Their stuff is durable, but also really elegant and feminine. And yeah, I'm a big fan.
1: And you know what? Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with Ana Luisa. No. No one's going to be like, ooh, look at that girl with that uh, <laughs> Ana Luisa. <laughs> no one's ever going to say that.
0: Their stuff is all in excellent taste yes. and would make a great Valentine's Day gift. Just saying. Yeah, you
1: can't, again, guys, for the three guys listening today, you <laughs> cannot go wrong with Getting Ana Luisa. Also, their jewelry starts at $39 and no luxury markup.
0: Isn't that nice? And they have a 365-day warranty. So if a piece does not meet your expectations, you can return it for a refund or replacement.
1: So go treat yourself and your loved ones at Shop com slash Shandy and use code Shandy to get 10% off.
0: I'm a big fan of Anna Luisa. I love their beautiful and sustainable jewelry. So go check it out at shop.analuisa.com slash Shandy and use code Shandy for 10% off.
1: So Charlene, any New Year's resolutions?
0: It's funny you say that, Andy. I actually have been wanting to be more mindful and focus on my mental health more this year because I feel like it always sort of gets bumped, if I'm honest. And that's why I'm such a big fan of the Fabulous app, which honestly, when I first downloaded this, and I know this is going to sound dramatic, but when I first downloaded this app, maybe I was in a mood, but I cried.
1: (laughs) I remember that.
0: Yeah, I was so moved by this app. It was so cute. It was really focused on self-improvement and mental health in a Mm -hmm. way that wasn't just like, dude, 20 burpees today some of the (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) some of the tips were basic but it was how they went about it and why so Mm -hmm. even something as simple as like drink a glass of water it'll help fuel your brain and your and it'll boost your mood and give you more energy and it just felt like it was doable yeah like these tasks were doable and would help me in the long run but with without overwhelming me because i feel like that's often the case
1: absolutely and also a lot of specificity it's not broad instructions. Yes. It's like, do this, very simple. Do mm-hmm. this, very simple.
0: And I love too how when you do sign up, you get to specify what your main goals are. So let's say it is physical fitness or your mental health or you want to be more mindful. Then, so that way it streamlines what it will ask you to do and so i've been working on meditating more which has never been easy for me Mm-mm. but even that they do it in small increments that feel a lot more attainable and i have noticed a difference and it's honestly the cutest app ever it's structured like a game and it's all animated mm, it and is cute it is super cute I'm, like, I'm not this sounds silly but i really did cry i just felt so moved by it and it felt like I was downloading it at the right time.
1: Yes, yeah, some fabulous people made fabulous. <laughs> yes. Start building your ideal daily routine today with Fabulous Premium.
0: Get 25% off Fabulous Premium by going to thefab.co slash shandy.
1: That's T H E F A B dot co slash shandy for 25% off. Fabulous premium.
0: Thefab.co slash Shandy. Okay, so now it's the evening of Sarah's one-on-one and over dinner at the Van Gogh exhibition. Sarah shares that she was adopted when she was born. She's Vietnamese, French, and Irish, and her biological parents were only 20 and... When when they had her and they were not ready to be parents and her adoptive family is white. And so she grew up feeling different and ashamed about mm-hmm. being adopted. Yeah. And she felt like she was second choice. And she says that one of the best things she said yes to was coming there. She says she feels seen by Clayton and feels no judgment from him. And she starts to cry and says he can always trust her. Mm. And she says he's already special to her. And he says he's thankful she's there, helping him grow. And Andy, what?
1: Is a kiss coming yet? Did she earn it?
0: I actually didn't write down whether they make out or not. I'm sure they do. Oh, sorry. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: I feel I mean, probably. I thought the
1: kiss was next. I mean, she earned the kiss.
0: What? But what were you doing? You were going to say and make out and kiss. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm pretty sure they kissed. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, actually, they go to they the string quartet part. They dance and kiss.
1: There's no way they didn't kiss after that story. I call a kiss. <laughs> go to the video
0: <laughs> I'm sure they did. Clayton says that they became closer through today. And she was by his side and supportive through it. And he thanks her for that. And Andy, you said, come on, did you save a village from a fire? <laughs> in general, you didn't understand the big deal about the day and her supporting him through that.
1: Yeah. Like I didn't think it was a big deal. I didn't think it was a big deal. They ran around in those (laughs) clothing.
0: It was pretty blown out of proportion. I did like, uh, I liked Sarah, you know, I, I get that she was probably prompted to be vulnerable on cue in the evening portion of her date. But, you know, it was neat to learn about her background and why she is the way she is. And, yeah, Sarah's likable. She gets the rose. She seems like a front
1: runner. Yeah, she's fine. My takeaway from this, aside uh, aside from, you know, the the important issues we discuss, discussed, is that imagine what Van Gogh is thinking in his grave right now. (laughs) It's unbelievable. The guy shot himself. He thought he was a complete failure. He never sold a single painting. At maybe, I don't know, one Wait, painting. Wait, he
0: did it in his lifetime?
1: His whole life. And his brother, Theo, was an art dealer. He never sold a painting. Are you serious? He, he died penniless, miserable, and one-eared. Shot himself in a field. There's a painting he painted of the, the, the field where he shot himself. All I'm saying is that this man, this poor man, if he could just wake up for one second, you know, I would give all my wealth. To this person who can make people wake up from the dead. Yeah. To see see Van Gogh just walk into this room. That's how I feel about This installation, this magnificent, not only there, but in like 80 cities worldwide. Mm -hmm. And the biggest, well, not anymore, but one of the biggest shows on TV, having (laughs) a date inside of his giant art house installation. Yeah. What would he think? What would Van Gogh think?
0: It's a little tragic, isn't it? It's
1: horrifying. Yeah. Do you think there's any chance if Ango knows this, this is happening? Please tell me there's a chance. I want to believe in devoutly. Heaven. You want to
0: believe in heaven yeah. that there's
1: a chance that he can see this.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll choose to believe that. I'm gonna believe it. Okay. And speaking of which, actually, has anyone been to this exhibition? And should we go? Yeah. It's a serious question. We're on the fence. Yeah, right. you guys tell us. Tell yeah. us what we should do. Okay, so back at the house now, anticipating the group date card, Lindsay in her voiceover says, hoping and praying that we can do something fun and there will be no drama. Going on this date are Gabby, Rachel, Kira, Melina, Lindsay, Sierra, Teddy, Elizabeth, and Shanae. Of course, Sinead is called last again Mm. after Elizabeth. Mm. So now group date number two, the ladies meet him at the beach and they're playing football on said beach when Baywatch's Nicole Eggert rides up.
1: I remember Nicole Eggert. I believe it's possible, but not super likely that I had a poster of Nicole Eggert in my room as a teenager. Really? No, it was (laughs) Samantha Fox. (laughs) Yeah, it was Samantha. Is it Fox.
0: the is Samantha Fox the third one?
1: No, she's not on Baywatch. Uh, some whatever. <laughs> Naughty girls need love too.
0: Ooh, 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 ooh.
1: And then it goes to the, <laughs> the verse. No,
0: I had Jonathan Taylor Thomas on my wall.
1: Really? Who is that?
0: You don't know who Jonathan Taylor Thomas is for real?
1: It, it, the name sounds familiar. I'm not great with names where the first name, the middle name, and the last name could all be first names. <laughs> I've never been good with that. Anyone who has two first names, I never remember their name. Let alone three. Yeah, three. Three is, forget about it.
0: Okay, so the women have a huge reaction to Nicole Eggert, but Andy, you insisted that none of these women likely knew who Nicole Eggert was, Um, despite their big reactions. I'm like, I'd say...
1: Eighty Minimum 80% had no idea.
0: They had big reactions nonetheless. And Nicole tells the women that they'll be doing a lifeguard training program. So, of course, they all go change into those Baywatch one pieces. As a joke. As a joke. Total of joke. Course. Just for yeah. laughs. Yeah, not to yeah, objectify them at all. No,
1: not at all. Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious.
0: <laughs> and now they run out all slow-mo-like.
1: Mm-hmm. Also hilarious. <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> <sighs>
0: Are you dead? Are you dead I, I, yes, from how there was hilarious a, There this was? was a
1: skull emoji <laughs> next to me during that scene.
0: Uh, okay, and now for their tasks mm. in their lifeguard training course, they have to apply sunscreen. Although it seems like someone forgot sunscreen on Clayton's arms. What Can we talk the, about this?
1: Like, why is there not some PA who's like on sunscreen duty for Clayton? Yeah. The guy looks like an animal. He can't look after It's like the himself. worst farmer's tan I've ever seen.
0: Is it still a farmer tan or is that just a tank top tan?
1: I mean, it's a farmer who decided to wear a shirt that, that you know, most sleep. farmers don't wear, but it's still a man he had been farming <laughs> and, and he did not wear sunscreen.
0: They do CPR on a dummy now. Mm-hmm. while well, being kind of sexual about it. And then they do their slow-mo walks and runs one at a time. Mm -hmm. Shanae does hers and then straddles Clayton and makes out with him while all the women awkwardly try not to watch yeah
1: was that you think that was cut to make it seem like it went on forever or was yes. that like a long
0: i think that she did it and it was awkward and weird and they were like eh. right. but, but it i also like
1: five seconds yeah i yeah. think
0: they most likely extended it yeah. they had different angles that it was kept like showing. The, it was like
1: those action movies where there's like the end of the movie explosion and they have like 19 different camera angles of the same yeah, explosion. <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> they're like we got two tanks of gasoline and that's <laughs> it that's all the budget called for we better get the most out of this <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, not that I'm defending Sinead, but yeah, I do question whether or not this actually went on for like an entire two minutes or whatever. That That said, do I think her social awareness would prevent her from doing that? I'm not sure.
1: I think she did it. She does everything on purpose to cause trouble. She likes to make people feel bad because she feels wronged incorrectly.
0: (laughs) She's got a lot of problems. (laughs) Okay, Nicole Eggert names Gabby the winner of the state, right. which I appreciated. Yeah, she's cute. Well, I was worried that it was going to go to Shanae or something. Yeah, which Gabby was funny. She's, has, has happened. She's, uh, Yo, she's, I love Gabby. Yeah, I like are you Kidding Gabby me? Too. Gabby's the best. Yeah, she gets points. And now in the evening, we have Word Watch Ten. Sierra says, "I'm hoping that this after party will be extremely drama-free." So Rachel has one-on-one time first. She says she feels their connection is different from the others, and he says, "Yes, that's correct." He looks her in the eye as he says this. There was something very knowing about them. Mm, uh, he I validates agree. her feelings in general, which is what she was looking for. And Andy, you were really eyeing the high thigh action as they made out.
1: Yeah, I almost expected that to be black box material. It was a little too high. I think there's, a, there's, a, there's like a, a, a Maginot line. I thought that that went high enough to reach what I believe is ABC's black box line. It was very close. One, See, not One more inch. Black box.
0: That's why, okay, little things like this are why I don't think Clayton is as purity-seeking as he seems. Like, he's I, not afraid to go high on the thigh.
1: I agree, and I would like to also add that I think that if you know you're on TV and you know you're trying to, you know, make an impression yeah. for the families out there, uh-huh. um, and you know your family is watching, I think a high thigh move with the hands shows that you're committed.
0: That, that's a risk. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Actually, you don't make out with a high thigh grab action and then send that girl home at that rose ceremony.
1: I've never made out with a girl with a high thigh hand move that I didn't want to have very quick sex with for love or passion one way or another. The higher my hand okay, goes. No, I
0: don't know why you're making it sound like that's a factor here. Like you probably would want to have sex with someone no matter what. No, no, I, no like,
1: that's not true. What do, you, what do you think? I'm an animal. <laughs> I'm saying if my hand You're a dude. I'm um, no. I, that's not that's a mis mischaracterization. There can be a totally a makeout where in the middle of the makeout I'm like, eh, I I think I I will refrain from uh, pursuing uh intimacy with this person." Oh, really? Absolutely. I'm not a savage.
0: Well, I'm not I like mean-
1: a monkey. I I'm <laughs> telling you that if my hand goes up the thigh, that means I'm I'm I want I want something. And I think that's what Clayton wants. I think uh, this is this is one of those clues. That's a clue. He likes Rachel.
0: Oh Yeah, I mean, Rachel's been in my number one spot, so you don't need to tell me. All I'm saying is that I feel like a guy doesn't need to have to put his hand on a high thigh to indicate that he wants to have sex with her. I feel like most guys are going to take sex when it's given to them.
1: That's not the point. The point is, how much do you want that sex? <laughs> yes, yes. Granted, most guys, if someone walks up in the street and be like, hey, listen, I got 15 minutes, you want to have sex? They're like, oh, yeah, sure. But the high thigh move, that means you want it more than usual <laughs>
0: okay okay so now gabby has one-on-one time they talk about her goofiness and she pulls out aloe for his burn and mm. rubs it all over him and there is more high thigh grabbage here so apparently he also sees something with yes. gabby according but, to but your not logic. as
1: high i was i was <laughs> marking the 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 level though the, the water line on on rachel was was about Three, yeah, three, four inches higher than I got. You were
0: keenly observing the I upper was. thigh area, Andy. I know what's important. Okay, Clayton says, now, tonight's off to a great start, which is exactly what I was hoping for. Andy, yeah, not, you no, was, died laughing over this. No. I've never seen Andy laugh so hard. You thought this was hysterical. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, you know, the honest truth, I was actually hoping there would be a big chlamydia outbreak, but, you know, <laughs> you can't get everything.
0: Also, cue things going downhill, because we can't have someone saying things are going well without it then going horribly
1: right of course that doesn't happen right there has to be some soundbite of things are going to be perfect forever from now on
0: I wrote can the editors please get a new playbook I'm so over this it's like yeah. things are going well don't don't dun. and then Shanae, it's so tired
1: yep it is tired
0: there's foreshadowing here as the women discuss hoping that shit doesn't hit the fan like it did at the last group day oh, you mean Shanae. shirts
1: and pants don't hit the fan <laughs> because you know what happens when that happens <laughs> the fan <laughs> stops spinning
0: <laughs> mhm Uh, They establish that the person to look out for here is Sinead, and now cue Sinead's one-on-one time. Sinead promptly tells Clayton that she feels bullied by Elizabeth and claims that the women will talk to her if Elizabeth is not there, but they will not talk to her if Elizabeth is there, and Sinead works herself up into a frenzy here, starts crying. She says she's not a shit person. She's not a liar. She's not dramatic. (laughs) He says he doesn't want to take away from their relationship and they make out.
1: <laughs> He's like, "All right, let's let's get let's make with the kissing. Enough of that bullshit."
0: Sinead in her ITM. No, I
1: honestly feel like at this point in the show, like you could say anything. You could just be like clowns, meatballs, potato chips, poop. Okay, let's make out. That's enough for me. <laughs> like what the hell? It's so dumb. It's so
0: true. Uh, the favorite, the best one, was at that first group date where where Susie was like, "Oh, I feel like we can bond over that." He was like, "Yeah," and they were both like, "No, no, 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 like,
1: "Yep, it's time."
0: Okay, so Shanae and her ITM. Now this is very Courtney Robertson. What comes next? I know you don't know who Courtney Robertson is, and that is a tragedy. And I should just force by you- the
1: sound of her name, I know what's coming next is Courtney Robinson. I don't even know what it means.
0: Courtney Robertson is, I don't think arguably, she is the best villain of all time. She was from Ben Flannick's season, mm. which is ages ago. I heard a
1: lot about Ben Flannick. You must have really liked that season.
0: It was a fantastic season because of Courtney Robertson. She was the star of that season. It, it was the most compelling edge of your seat season. And great Women. Where um, is
1: Courtney Robertson now?
0: She, I think, is married and has and has is a mother.
1: We should have them on as a love fest.
0: We should have them on
1: as a love fest. How did we not think of that?
0: You know what? I think I have thought of this and it just hasn't happened yet. But yes.
1: Yeah. Really good out. call. Yeah. Oh,
0: you know, what? I've met Courtney Robertson and she was a lovely person. So Shanae in her ITM says, I was good. Mm. Like, I was good. Holy shit, I was good. Mm. And I didn't need to cry, but I cried. And she laughs. Here. Basically, yeah. she is playing to the fourth wall here and being like, I was acting. Yeah, I was doing what I needed to do.
1: There's a lot of problems I have with (laughs) Sinead. If you admit that you fake cried, it's one thing. But is she also admitting to acting about being so offended by Elizabeth bullying her? Is that also an
0: act? No, you're making a good point. Which one is it?
1: Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, she can talk all she wants about acting fake crying. I'm sure that's been done a million times on the show. But what about acting like a complete maniac?
0: I think she's a bit confused. I, I agree. I know what you're what you mean about this, because at least with Courtney Robertson, not to bring it back to Courtney Robertson again, but Courtney Robertson legitimately really liked Ben Flanick. That's what made her so powerful is that they really liked each other. Mm.
1: I think just as, as an aside, I think this franchise should take a page out of F Boy Island's book. Uh huh. And at the end of the show, I think people who were villains should confess Whether or not they were really that way or they were acting.
0: It's funny you say that because F-Boy Island is created by Alon Gale,
1: Hmm. who was
0: executive producer of The Bachelor. And we've all seen this franchise go drastically downhill since he left. The biggest mistake they ever made was letting him leave. And look, he took his great ideas over to HBO Max.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Max of HBO.
0: (laughs) Okay, so now Elizabeth gets her one-on-one time. Clayton tells her that he's heard Shanae's mental health is wavering because of Elizabeth. Elizabeth now, oh my, I feel so bad for her. She starts out strong here. I mean, like, like emotionally strong, trying to defend herself. And she says she feels she can't even talk to Clayton now because she's constantly being questioned. And then she starts to cry. And I felt so bad for her. Because he doesn't seem to really comfort her that much. Like, you can tell he's not really sure who to believe, but he has more chemistry with Sinead because she makes moves on him so strongly. I
1: I think that Clayton's really not reading the tea leaves here. No. Like, he should know who the bad guy and the good guy is here.
0: Do you think he can't read it, or is he just like, oh, I like making out with Shanae, period? It could be both. He says that it would be nice if she and Shanae could hash things out. He's putting it on her. Yes. He said he would appreciate it, which makes me feel so bad for her because what more can she do? She's not the one instigating it or making it his problem. (sighs) Look, I actually don't mind this on the whole. Like I don't mind it when Elite is like, look, you guys sort out your shit. Don't come to me. Stay in your lane. Like pulling a Hannah Brown, basically, and being like stay in your lane. However, it feels like he's letting Shanae come to him. Like I would like him to do that to Shanae.
1: I agree. And be like you I you totally go sort agree. out your
0: problems that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and and also he's telling her to sort out her problems with a girl who literally ripped on her publicly about her ADHD.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't know about that. Uh... Hmm. Good point. So now Elizabeth returns to vent to the women and their reactions say it all. They are mm. all clearly team Elizabeth. And once again, I have to repeat, where there's smoke, there's fire. Simply, yes. it, that that's all we need well, to know. Well,
1: those are the tea leaves I'm talking about. Yeah, yes. Clayton should be reading that.
0: Yes. And now Lindsay arrives upset because it turns out that her one-on-one time was also about the fact that she supposedly bullies Sinead. <laughs> <Shanae>.
1: <laughs> the plot thickens or does it? It's just already thick. like. She's terrible. It's
0: already thick. It's as thick as it's (laughs) gonna get.
1: Shanae is not good.
0: (laughs) Shanae arrives now, and Sierra confronts her. I couldn't even be bothered to take notes of this. This conversation or this big confrontation with the whole group goes exactly as one would expect, with no progress or conclusions being come to or made. And Shanae doesn't take any responsibility and she blames everyone else and she's the victim and it's just maddening from beginning to end. Okay, so Clayton returns and gives the rose to Gabby. So this is really Gabby's date. Yeah. She, she gets the prize Dark during the course. day. She gets yeah. the rose at night. And afterwards he says he needs to address what's been going on in the house and he'll address it tomorrow. And he gets up and leaves. <sighs> so I predict, and we'll see if I'm right about this, that there will be one of those bullshit like two on ones before the rose ceremony cocktail party Mm -hmm. where they'll be summoned and then he'll sit down with them and then one of them will stay. One of them will go. Who will it be? That kind of thing. Just because I think so far in these three episodes, the production or the powers that be have proven that they are playing from the exact same playbook that they have been using for the last couple of years, the same tired, tired playbook. Yep. And so I just think that's probably what's going to happen. But maybe I'm, I'll be wrong. I, I hope you. I'm wrong about that.
1: I, I do too, but I agree. You're right. You're going to be right.
0: <laughs> and now Sinead and her ITM says, she's not going to make me lose because of her lying ADHD ass.
1: Mm. Oh,
0: Sinead, Sinead.
1: You generally don't want to, when you're calling someone a bad name, you don't want to mix ADHD and lying together. That's not a good combo.
0: She just cannot keep adhd out of her mouth it's really horrifying like how she mocks it she disparages it she doesn't take it seriously but she yet she uses it against her constantly when talking about her it's really
1: really lack of awareness
0: uh, it's unbelievable i've never seen anything like it it's just crazy to me that she's the one complaining about being bullied
1: it's very the lady doth protest too much me thinks
0: mm-hmm. all right andy that brings us to the end of episode three
1: wow that was it yeah oh nice <laughs>
0: Not too painful. No. Okay, so we had a total of 10 dramas.
1: Sorry about that. Again, I could have chosen vulnerable. (laughs) So I let you off the hook.
0: How many correct guesses were there, Andy? Andy? seven seven that's almost a
1: record low
0: yes congratulations to jordan chaffiot i hope i'm pronouncing your name correctly congratulations you are the happy winner of a hello tushy bidet very Mm -hmm. exciting and so be sure to email us by this friday at midnight to claim your prize and we will get that out in the mail to you and andy do you have a word for next week's word watch episode four
1: Yes, I'm sorry to do this to you.
0: Oh, no. But we
1: are bringing back an all time favorite. Uh, vulnerable. Uh, You'll be all right. Will I? Yeah, I have a feeling they got it all out.
0: Out of their system? They got it all out of their well, system. Well, they did have their vulnerable date.
1: That was it. Yeah. I, th- I actually think, and I don't want to give away any of my secrets, but I think it's going to be a light, vulnerable episode. We'll Doing you a favor.
0: <laughs> okay, so if you would like to play the Shandy Word Watch game and potentially win a
1: hello tushy bidet. <laughs>
0: Then you can enter by guessing the number of times you think the word vulnerable will be uttered in episode four. And you can do this by using the numeral of the number of times you think it will be said. That's, so you won't write out six. You will put the number six and you will do that either below this YouTube video or over on the Instagram post for this recap nowhere else. Do not email us. Do not DM us. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, someone still emailed us last week. Yeah. Do Uh, not email us. You just won't be entered. You don't want to do that.
1: I got a LinkedIn message the other day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. That didn't happen.
0: (laughs) And you must do so by this Friday at midnight. No exceptions. And if you guess correctly, you will be entered in a pile. (laughs) Your name will be entered. And then we will randomly select one of those names and that person will win a Hello Tishy bidet. Yay
1: oh sorry no it's can- <laughs>
0: jordan chaff oh
1: chaff chaffiat chaffiat or chaffiote let's do all the pronunciations so that one of them will work ready okay chaffiat go
0: chaffiat chaffiote <laughs> chaffiote chaffiote I think I've run out. That's yeah, me good. Too. We, we did good. it. We Thank did you. it. Okay. Well done. Good job. Okay. So, word vulnerable for next week. And then moving on, Andy, to our predictions. Yes.
1: I still have Susie in my number one spot.
0: Okay. Susie, in your number one spot. No changes there. I still have Rachel in my number one spot mm-hmm. based on how that edit is going.
1: High hand. High hand.
0: Oh, that it actually has little to do with the high hand. That's but I'm just saying it's
1: reinforcing. I'm starting to feel the heat, Ah, Rachel.
0: Okay, yeah. I just still think Rachel. It's typical that you get the sort of under the radar edit in the first half, and then she'll get a one-on-one date that will sort of shoot her to the top. Uh, Who do you have in your second spot, Andy? Teddy. Same. We still have Teddy in our second spot, even though she had little to no airtime. I'm not
1: going to fall for that. Yeah. It's a ruse.
0: It is a ruse. Okay. And who do you have in your third spot, Andy? Rachel. Ooh, Rachel got bumped up for you.
1: Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the the uh,
0: the high the thigh, high thigh it is, got you
1: very valuable.
0: Okay. I still have Susie in my third spot. I know that still sounds crazy, oh. but I still think she's going to be Bachelorette.
1: Wild. And wild. many
0: Shandys agree with me. I just have to point out. And who do you have in your fourth spot?
1: Genevieve. Has been removed. Oh. And has been replaced by Eliza.
0: Okay. Eliza. I mean, yeah, she got that that group date rose. It's a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. I do think she'll get a one-on-one date. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I support that. Thank you. Okay. And in my fourth spot, I have Gabby still. Hmm. My top four has stayed the same for a while. Well, since last week, anyway. For a
1: while. (laughs) Since the the early days (laughs) of season 20.
0: if you're going to make fun of me, you at least better get the season right. Six. Six. Good job.
1: That's what I was going to say.
0: <laughs> okay. I think that brings us to the end of this recap, Andy. Mm-hmm. Pretty painful or less? I'm.
1: I'm uh, see, my bar has been lowered tremendously. So these don't hit me as hard as they used to. <laughs> so yeah, it was not great. I'd like to see better, but eh, whatever.
0: Yeah. Actually, I had more fun recapping it than watching it. Thanks to you. Aww. Aww. Okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you. And that is to...
1: Tell your friends.
0: Okay. Uh, leave us Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcast ratings and reviews.
1: Tell your friends.
0: <laughs> like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell, and...
1: Tell your enemies.
0: <laughs> mm, what else is there? I guess do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. And that's it for this recap, Andy. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye.
1: <laughs> Dear Sh-